Hey everyone, super fun show today to end the week. We discussed the recent 30% pump that Pudgy Penguins experienced as speculation heats up on a possible token drop announcement. We also talked about the Jito airdrop and how that fueled a scorching Solana NFT pump across all ecosystems. And lastly, we had an all-time Nick discussion about finances, about managing your expectations and goals for the 2024 bull run and onwards. Uh, it was a fantastic show and it was brought to you by shrapnel and don't forget you can go to the nifty.com slash shrapnel use promo code nifty to get 30 percent off all extraction packs and get early access to their game and more thanks again and have a great weekend boom good morning happy friday ladies and gentlemen we got a hell of a show kadoosh we got a hell of a show planned for you all we're breaking down why a single pudgy penguin is now worth over 25 U.S. dollars. In How the much recent is Adlad worth? Is it 25 U.S. dollars? 25,000. And the recent rumors that have been circulating, it's, it's heating up. And there's some contradiction. There's some controversy in the community right now. The Solana NFT mania and the just madness that's going on over there and the token airdrop season heating up on not just Solana, but Ethereum as well. We're going to break that down in the weather report. Uh, Nick and Bunny, happy Friday. Nick, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I woke up and looked at the price of Solana. I mean, it, it's kind of a ridiculous moment right now where you have like a ton of exposure yet feel like it's just not enough. And uh, But Bunny's comfortable with literally just a board eight. So it, Dude, that airdrop hurt. I'm not going to lie. That one hurt. I did not. <laughs> I did uh, not yeah, I mean, I think that hurt a lot of us. Easy calling it like after the fact, being like, I've been I've been saying Gino <laughs> airdrops incoming. No, you haven't. You, you literally have not. That one was a lie, but I did post and give him credit for a text message, which everyone's like, yo, that boy, Easy's just great with the calls. To be clear, I gave, I said the call, said, do you, do you confirm my position on this? And everyone's like, yo, Easy's with the fire once again. Literally, I can't, I can't get a trade without giving him credit at this point in time. They're, people uh, are sleeping on you. They're not giving you the credit you deserve. You, dude, uh, I bought something because of you, Nick, yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about it later on in the show, but uh, you brought it up during one of our meetings, and uh, I, I bought in later that night. Really? Um, and how's it looking? I don't know. I haven't checked, uh, but I'm excited about it. Um, real quick, I want to I give uh, – <laughs> I want to talk about a recent dilemma I'm dealing with. Nick and Bunny, I need two minutes of advice. So I, I'm moving to Miami, right? Yeah, and there was this one apartment guy that called me. And he's like, hey, I got an apartment to show you. And he, this guy's just. Definitely sounds like a scam. Well, no, I applied for this apartment to begin with. Like, I want an apartment.com. Like, hey, I want, I want a tour. This guy comes up, he calls me, gives me a tour. Everything looks phenomenal. And this guy then, like, starts, I ask him questions. And he's just being, like, a hard salesman, which I hate. Like, I can't stand, like, fake headlines. So this guy basically is like, so. Like I talked to the manager, like he calls me back. He's like, I talked to the manager. I got you $1,000 credit. I got you one month free if you lock in a 14 month lease, but it expires tonight. Or like he gave me some bullshit excuse on why it expired tonight. I'm like, whoa, but I really like the apartment and I was about to apply. And then I looked at some reviews and it looked, some reviews were kind of iffy. And 
then easy texts his like real estate friend and he's like yo this apartment like uh there's like a bunch of construction around apparently it's not that good and then the guy literally since then i like told him i was kind of iffy the guy since then has texted me like 14 times and he's yeah. like this is the best decision you're gonna make this is the apartment that you well, this you're not gonna get a better deal on this and i'm just like dude what the hell what Dude, why don't you just go down? Like, I, what's the what's the urgency of actually having like you're you're trying to get an apartment remotely in Miami? Yes. Why? Because like, what am I supposed to do? Go to Miami and tour some. Like, do, do I just get like an Airbnb somewhere? Yeah, or a hotel. I think you go with nothing, dude. No Airbnb, no hotel. hotel. You just wing it, and that way it like motivates you to find an apartment quicker. Also, Clement, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Clemente literally acts like uh, getting an apartment in Miami where there's a bajillion apartments available and they're all half uh, the price that they cost in New York is like filing a patent for like a new version of the combustion engine. It's like, dude, stop making it such a big deal. Just go to Miami. I'm in Miami right here, right now. I might get an apartment. Maybe Theo <laughs> could view apartments for you and like FaceTime you while he's there. That's not he even doesn't need me to do that. That's that's something that's relevant in New York, where the apartments literally go in in a day at, for the for the uh, good deals, and you're just not going to get it. And you're literally like you have to potentially get physical with people. Like I've checked out apartments, and there's 15 people touring it at the same time. In Miami, they're begging someone to come they're tour the apartment. Me, they're so, begging me. So so what do you? You're you're what's this? Isn't a dilemma. This is literally the opposite of a dilemma. This is like a gift. You're going to a place where the market is, you're, you're saying that you have a dating issue, but there's 50 women texting you right now. That, and, that, and, and so you're saying that you have a problem, but you don't. And so 50 none of us women. Have, none 50 of us have women. Some would think that's too many. Women, you know it's I mean? hard. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to decide. Because I, I, then, you know what? The problem is I always think I can do better. Right. So there's always a better apartment that I'm looking at. Like, dude, I was looking at some last night. There are some bangers. There's one next to a tennis court. Are you kidding me? Well, for but you, that's a big deal. It's a, it's a huge deal. Like I, in New York, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen dude, a tennis court in six months. Outdoor tennis court is insane. Dude, New York is hot garbage when it comes to like amenities like that. Even San Francisco, I, I, I belonged to a tennis club when I was in San Francisco, and there was one across the street. It was across the street from my apartment, freaking 15 courts inside of that place. Like it, it, but you can't find that doesn't exist in New York. It doesn't. It doesn't. But then the you know what also I was thinking about is moving. I was also looking at Easy's apartment because I'm like, dude, the upside of getting that sweet, sweet alpha IRL every day, I'm just you know, knocking at his doorstep. I'm just hanging out with the guy and he's dropping some plays left and right. That's a significant upside play. But I wasn't, Dude. yeah. Dude, well, just move into Easy's apartment. I'm going to move into Easy's apartment building because it's a good building. It's cheap as hell. It's in a good location. I'm in there right now. It's not that big of a deal. There's big decks. And I'm going to throw a, a like a big green egg grill out here and I'm just going to be cooking meat on the regular don't overcomplicate cooking meat on the store. big deck big deck on energy big dude deck, we got big dog energy uh messing with big decks also po miami po's is different man this guy's got like a different persona when he's out there <laughs> he 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 he's less uh he's less tan it looks like mm. 
And what's up with that Cla Casablanca t-shirt that you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, well, I, I appreciate I the advice. I have a full Cuban fit. It's a full Cuban fit from the hat to the shoes. Uh, anyways, guys, I, oh, I appreciate the advice. I, I feel like LeBron James. I'm going to reveal where I'm taking my talents to the next apartment in, in Miami. Um, well, I'm glad that you feel that way because none of us do. Okay, well, that hurts. Um, real quick, I want to give <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to today's Bodago of the day. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Hasafi. Hasafi has just been crushing it. Nick, I don't know if you were in the Discord yeah, yesterday, I, but I saw Hasafi uh, put Santa Claus hats on probably I would say 30 to 40 different Bodagos yesterday. Um, and just was sitting in the Discord all day. We were getting in the festive mood. Um, and we were making a, a Christmas hat, but Pia, we'll probably get that done. What do you think? In like January 1st? <laughs> I mean, the, the Christmas hat is done. What I was thinking about is it would be cool to have something on the platform where you just like upload your or just say, yeah, you just click a button. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, we're not going to prioritize a Christmas hat generator right now. <laughs> it, it is pretty easy to be fair. Um, but uh, th so these are like stickers that you can put on top. I, I like the uh, uh, the idea of it. But yeah, the uh, well, our artist, uh, we wanted them to do a Jewish one. Happy Hanukkah mm. to uh, for, for my fellow Jewish people out there. Um, and the, the Jewish representation was literally like a Hasidic hat. With, it's with the, the best thing I've ever seen. It was I, the best thing he's ever given us. I go maybe do a Jewish one too, thinking it was going to be Hanukkah, and he literally hits you with like a South Williamsburg. Well, what are you going to do? Like you're going to put a yarmulke on the head? It is. It is a little bit like to celebrate Hanukkah. It's not like you suddenly become a Hasidic Jew. Like it's not what. That's not what happens. So instead, it becomes like I was thinking uh, like a sweater. That instead of a Christmas sweater, we have a Hanukkah sweater. I have a couple of those. Although I think I got rid of them in uh, when I was moving. A Rabbi Doggo, that's an interesting one. You could get like a, uh, a Star of David necklace uh, or like a mezuzah that you put on there. I don't know. Anyways, the bottom line is uh, we looked at it and I was like, it feels kind of racist. Mm. So... We like paused on it for a second. I don't know. So oh, no, it's it's a hundred percent not okay to release it. But I'm just happy that it exists and that he just made that on his own. It's like the most ridiculous. I, you know, I'm over here picturing a Hanukkah sweater, but the guy's in South America. He doesn't like know what the hell this is about, and he just looks up Jewish people, sees the Hasidic guy, and throws the hat on a bodago and with the hair. I mean, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> uh I don't even. I don't even know how to respond. He's suddenly gonna put a menorah on the head or something like that. You're like, all right, guys, like this just this is not good. I, I also pinned up uh, Antoine Algin made a really cool uh, 3D Bodago yesterday. 3D printed uh, buddy you and then painted. Have sent it. him our 3D version that we have because we've had some concepts done, and then he could print that one. I uh, well, I'll I'll DM him and uh man maybe we'll make something else but i pinned that at the top for anyone that wants to check it out uh but real quick uh before we get started and nick i would love for you to do the weather report if you can uh we're going to take a quick moment to thank our partners over at shrapnel uh they're releasing a first person extraction shooter you very soon you're, you're the way you're saying is like the audience doesn't know they all heard of shrapnel and okay, they all well, own shrap okay well anyways to get early access Go to uh, the nifty.com slash shrapnel. Use the code nifty 
for 30% off your extraction packs. And Nick, I saw you shouted out those shirts yesterday. Anything, uh, I'm going to pin this up top, but I thought they were really awesome. I'm going to share them as well. Well, it's not just the shirts. It's P.O.'s leaking like actual physical product stuff because you couldn't wait like five more days. Literally couldn't wait five days and is having people post the photos of the thing without us strategizing on how we're even releasing it. So that that's that's good. But okay. uh, it, it's you can tell that uh, the proudness the P.O. has in the crafting of these products. I will say it looks sick. And the and the uh, uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. One guy with the uh, with the lighters was like, "Y'all smoke," like, uh, and another person was like, "Yo, that's whack," or something like that. I did see someone say, uh, say something like that, dude. Th they're so sick, and uh, I think the per the people commenting don't realize the collectability of a Zippo because they're 16 years old, and so uh, it turns out that Zippos have a little bit of a nostalgic vibe to them. So it was interesting seeing some of the comments, but literally 99% of them were positive. Jonah posted a photo of it. Cool. Um, you know what? Of course it was Jonah too. He's always doing like the, I just got this early access alpha. I can't shoot him too much on it. He loves doing that. <laughs> I can't tell you much. He, dude, he, he just hit me with one of those the other day again. This is the first time that he actually published it, like actually said the alpha and was like, you're telling me I could actually publish the thing that, that you shared with me. Uh, so yeah. There's there's a, a number of uh, uh, these, but anyways, yeah, I'm trying to find the guy. Oh, this this guy, Bacon. Someone named Bacon Wasi. It's hilarious when people are like, "Yo, that PFP is whack," and they got like a a, a mutant with like the the droopy face. You got a droopy face mutant or something like that. I'm like, okay, or it's like some project you haven't heard of where where they're like, uh, anyways. And this one, it weird merch choice, but the design is nice. Um, they clearly don't understand collectability. Well, people are loving the Zippo and, uh, they were comparing it, the, the PO leak, they were comparing it to GTA six, uh, that trailer being leaked. I would say it's in the same department. Um, and if you want to check it out for anyone listening in the Twitter space, uh, I pinned it up top. Shout out to I Jonah. Mean, 25 people replied on that tweet. That's yeah, I, nope. I would say it went borderline viral. Uh, yeah. And Jonah was just milking us for engagement, essentially, is what I the way I looked at it. We gave away some stuff to other people, and they didn't milk us like Jonah did. Uh, but shout out to Jonah. I see him listening in the audience. Uh, Nick, are you ready to, to take it away with this weather report? Uh, I'm down to do the weather. Uh, I wish I had uh, Kix's intro. We got to get that set up here. And uh, Clemente, it's actually write this down as a note because it's crazy that we haven't done that yet. Um, you looked frozen for a second there. Market volume, 23 million. You know where most of that's coming from. Solana, 13.4 million of it. Uh, Blur, 15.6. OpenSea, 6.1. Wait, so that's not the correct market volume. This, this is ETH. ETH NFT volume was $23 million. Okay, so the numbers are gone once again uh, in the, the notes that you're writing down here. Maybe. You could not make those errors, Clemente. NFT market leaders looking over at ETH. We have pudgy penguins up a whopping 33% to 11 ETH. The little pudgies are over one ETH, which is hilarious because everyone's like, oh, Nick just top, top bot. I did top ticket. I will say that. But it uh, as it went down, people were like, you're going to sell it now? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we're in a bull run, dude. Uh, I'm not selling shit. Mochaverse up 46% to 3.2. That's crazy. Creeps up 22%. 
you know that that's the uh on the on hopes that you get a token for that and cyber kong's up 65 percent to 0.9 you're telling me cyber kong's v1 are uh, 0.9 yeah these are I don't, I don't know if these are the the ogs that were like 20 eth but yeah uh i don't i mean that's crazy if they're down sub one <laughs> over on Seoul. Mad Lads are up 15% to 240. Lordy. Tensorians, I mean, talk about a pump. That's one I've been watching and being like, Tensorians feels like it should be in the, the, the top three that, that I've mentioned before. And now after this pump, dude, I'm just like feeling the FOMO in a major way here. They're up 70% to 100 soul. Chad's up 70% to 16 soul. Uh, I'm not trading those. Over the past 24 hours, Pudgy Penguins are the winner of the day after experiencing a face-melting 30% pump to 11 ETH. You! Uh, marking another all-time high. Many speculated this was on the back of a potential token drop, which we'll be discussing, but no confirmation has been given at all. Regardless, someone sold three Fidentas into ETH offers and then used the money to sweep 15 Pudgy Penguins and five little Pudgies. It's interesting they got 15 p Penguins and only five little Pudgies. That seems like a misallocation in my opinion looking over at solana airdrops Gito, which was airdropped to users who staked on the protocol ended up being a multi-thousand dollar airdrop for participants and the action didn't stop there the token debuted at one dollar and eighty cents and has been in up only mode ever since up 75 percent to 290 nearing a 335 million market cap that's also on the back of solana shitcoin season man like it, it or altcoin season whatever you want to call it Solana is just it's just Solana. You you said the biggest story of the day was Pudgy Penguins. I'm gonna disagree. Wow. Solana okay. is the story of the day. Okay. Pudgy Penguins is a relevant NFT conversation, but crypto just cannot get over the Solana side of things. Moving to Solana NFTs. Wait, no, I already just said the Gito airdrop, didn't we? Uh, that was Solana. Uh, crypto. Okay. This right. is Solana. Moving to Solana NFTs. Uh, we had one of the biggest volume days in recent months. According to Crypto Slam in the last 24 hours, well, that number is up even more, actually, at this okay. point. Um, it, it's about to, I think, uh, flip uh, Ethereum on total volume. It's up to 13.7 million. ETH is at 15.5 million on NFTs itself. What are we going to say? Uh, that I don't use Crypto Slam for ETH NFT volume. There's this uh, Dune dashboard I use that's more accurate, and that it's it's up in the 22 million range. Uh, well, no, this one is saying 26 million, but what they exclude is wash trading, Clemente. So that's the way that the Crypto Slam number happens. So maybe you should rely on Crypto Slam and stop being a ETH shill. Crypto, crypto Slam is not accurate. Like I've literally it, seen them accurate for me to post screenshots about Solana winning. Okay. Anyways, uh, the weather report. I know it's not accurate. Like, let's be clear, but it makes for a good tweet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and 13,000 buyers, which ranks it number one across all blockchains. This was fueled by a monster Tessorians run, Tensorians run, with the collection up a whopping 70% to 100 soul. And lastly, over on crypto, Ethereum kicked off the green candles. It ran 5% to a new 2023 high, but then was outgained by Solana. Up 14% to $73. Bitcoin lagged up only 1%. But Cardano was the biggest move of them all, up 18% to 50 cents. Woo! What's the all-time high on Cardano? Are you a Cardano boy? No. 
Uh, All-time high on Cardano was $2 or $3. So here's the hot take. Add some Cardano. Like, I actually like, I, I do I do actually, I, I hate uh, all the pumping and the conversations that go on around Cardano. But to be fair, there are people that develop on there. And there was, there, there's, there's a tangent. The weather report is done, but I just want to say this real quick, Clemente. We had a conversation with uh, a market analyst. I'm not going to say their name. And the guy, and while we were having the dinner, uh, I was talking about the only thing I'm looking at is where are developers developing? Where is the development activity happening? And uh, there's a misleading stat. There's, uh, I think it's called the developer report. Um, it, you literally just Google the developer report. It's developerreport.com. And it shows you the amount of active developers on each blockchain. Solana, it says, has 268, uh, while uh, Ethereum has 1,889. This is a misleading stat. The stat is, what they're looking at is the number of open source contributors to those projects. I think that is a valid indicator, but what you really want to be seeing is the number of people developing on platform. That's the most interesting thing. Now, if you include layer two with Ethereum, there's no comparison. Like, there, there just flat out is no comparison to... Uh, the development ecosystem that's been built around Ethereum. The thing that's been tough for Ethereum for a lot of people is the onboarding flow associated with it because you have to move the ETH over to a specific uh, wallet. Here's the crazy thing. For example, if I go buy Matic token on uh, Gemini and I send it to my uh, ETH wallet, uh, to my MetaMask, it sends it to me on ETH. Then when I bridge that over using the Polygon bridge to uh, Polygon, it gets uh, merged as Wmatic. So you don't actually have Matic, but the gas is in Matic. So there's, can, there's issues that happen with that, that particular transition. And other bridges deal with this thing. I, I'm not just poking specifically at Polygon with it. It's the overall L2 experience. It just happens that I've used Polygon well, well more than pretty much every other L2. Um, but that is a situation going on there. But when it comes to actually consumer app development, I don't think there's more reach than uh, than Solana, uh, despite the smaller amount of developer. I think it's comparable um, because we've seen apps like uh, what was the the shoe thing, uh, step, step in, step in, and there's other products as well that um, where this has happened. But anyways. I have a quick question, uh, uh, Bunny. For you, also. for you, yeah, but for you specifically on Cardano, because I don't think we're going to talk about it in, later on in the show. Uh, as our our head, uh, as our senior DGen correspondent, as someone that understands the culture, Bunny, uh, why do uh, Cardano holders get disrespected so much? I see comments saying Cardano holders have no wives. They make they buy Cardano from their their couch. Uh, they have no money. Why do Cardano holders get disrespected? I think it's just like a unifying thing for ETH MFers and Sol MFers. It's like it. we can both punch down at the same and kind of like unite the two blockchains. Got One it. thing I will say is something that's been uniting the two blockchains is Solana. <laughs> so, uh, because I've never seen more people in my timeline, ETH people in my timeline, FOMOing in at literally the price target that I had weeks ago that we like we uh and that, by the way short term price target not long term price target um i've never seen it, it's incredible to see the market participants people that have been here for years that are suddenly like literally at 75 it makes sense to ape it all into solana we've been uh beating the drum associated with this 
But it also, just from a practical matter, I think my estimates are completely conservative when it comes to Solana. When I say five hundred dollars or even a, a thousand, because because uh, I remember uh, Kicks being like yesterday, being like, "Yeah, seventy is my my target where I'm exiting." I'm like, "Get the hell, get what the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, get like, uh, you're missing the entire upside to to this entire thing." But at a uh, five hundred. Solana will have a $250 billion market cap, which is what Ethereum is at right now. And everyone is anticipating ETH to be the estimates were 10,000. So I'm being conservative. I think most people think it's going to be like 15,000 plus. But it, why can't Solana go to that price? And I've never seen more FOMO in the timeline in my, like in a long time. It, it feels like ridiculous. I, I I don't I don't know what to, to would you say. say. Would you say Solana has early Basie vibes? <laughs> I think that's a good. I, I, it kind of does. <laughs> I um, mean, we before we we're going to talk about this on the show. I just want to finish the Nifty Daily Digest, which you can find pinned up at the top of your Twitter, uh, at the top of the Twitter space, and email to you at the nifty.com every day. Don't forget to go subscribe. Uh, we had. Portal Coin announced that their pre-sale will be taking place on December 14th. On this announcement, Creeps saw a 30% pump. We did talk about this on the show yesterday. Uh, so it is interesting to see. Uh, nice win for Creeps holders. Next story, Layer 0. I think confirmed. we've been trying to get into the pre-sale, right? Is that what the deal is? Yeah, yeah. That's where uh, PO was saying it needed to be an NDA or something, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to get into this, this pre-sale or, or whatever they were talking about. But next story is Layer Zero confirmed that there will be a token and its distribution will be happening in the first half of 2024. I know Luca was using them for uh, basically being able to distribute little pudgies to different uh, chains. Uh, so shout out to Layer Zero. Uh, we had Bonk, huge green candle, up I mean 30% in the last 24 hours, just dominating uh they hit an all-time high and a fully diluted market cap of over 1.2 billion dollars uh, they're just crushing pepe at this point nick is this a sell point dude i got airdropped this and i just never sold and it's a couple it's a couple thousand dollars wow. at this point but I, i'm like clearly i should have bought it when it showed up in my wallet you know this this was uh it's crazy how all the airdrops are happening on Solana right now. Like the the like so many of them. This is Solana season, um, and everyone's saying, "Well, should it should the shift be to ETH?" I'm just like, don't fade the trade. Like th this is the, the I used to say the same thing with Board Ape. Keep making the trade until the trade doesn't work anymore. The trade stopped working at some point. I sold a couple of the the uh, the game assets that I had from Board Ape Yacht Club. The trade stopped. So I stopped making the trade, but you just don't fade the trade. That's the bottom line with all this stuff. When the trade is obvious, just stick with it. Like there's no reason everyone's trying to do counter narrative bullshit where it's like, yeah, but can't you see the ETH is coming? I I'm not fading ETH. I still have an ETH bag and I even added to my ETH bag yesterday. Yesterday morning, um, I added another 25K. I'll probably add even more uh, today to, to, my, um, to my crypto bag. Um, but I'm, I'm also then waiting a little bit because I want to add another like $150,000 is what I'm thinking about into the crypto bag. But I'm like, is it going to pull back at all? Like, I, like it, it's been so straight up right now. I'm just like, it, it's, um, 
well, it's such, such a ridiculous thing. But anyway, real quick, uh, Bunny, you're our senior uh, as our senior DGen representative. Uh, what do you make of Bonk's price action? Are you getting in on that at all as a specialist on meme coins? So even to what Nick's saying about Solana, it just like it's gone up so much that like I feel like I'm exit liquidity if I get it now. I, I really do. Like even like Kix was saying it yesterday. You got a zig when everybody's zagging. Everybody's zagging to Solana right now. I don't know, maybe ETH is the more viable path, like the path of least resistance. Dude, because like how could you possibly buy Bonk here? Like it is above Epe's market cap. That just doesn't like I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd. I wanted to buy it a couple of weeks ago, but even that fell. I was like, oh come on, I can't get in on it. Remember now. when we had shrimp on and he was like going crazy about Bonk? Dude, he he was right. Like Pio dunked on him. Dunked on him. Uh, I mean, now, yeah. Well, it, it's anyways. I mean, yeah, Solana's looking real nice though. Look, there's two things. Bunny, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh adding your Solana bag. I also think like the off this pump, it could it like it definitely could pull back a little bit. The reality is each of the pullbacks, it's uh higher lows, higher highs is uh, what we're experiencing right now. So like, you're, you're really just DCAing. Easy said it yesterday, you know, he's DCAing up to a hundred bucks. For me, I also think Easy's exit is gonna be earlier than uh, is necessary. But his uh, overall target, I, I think just in general, uh, it is lower um, when it comes to personal net worth goals. Uh, I, and, and also what you want to make in the market. And he's gone through cycles where he lost, he he's lost. I've lost, uh, you know, a million plus dollars before and, uh, not, not, not in uh, crypto, but, uh, and I think after experiencing the trauma of that, you understand what it's like to, to, you know, uh, buy hold, but also take gains. And I think that that's something that, uh, he's probably going to do a lot more of. Um, and so, but that said, like, he's fucking killing it. And his, his Solana bag is just so, I mean, I, I think he's outperforming literally all of us, um, at this moment in time with his trades. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, at some point I'm going to show my own, uh, net worth and portfolio across everything. I, I wrote it down, um, two nights ago. You gonna open so the you going to open the trust fund for us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Just a couple more stories from the Daily Digest. I had that as a line item. I'm going to be like, um, $20 million trust fund. <laughs> we had a Mad Lad, number 3732, sold for 1300 Solana yesterday, which back then was $85,000, but now it is a, a little bit more. Uh, an equivalent of 36 ETH, which is more than a bored ape. Uh, Bunny, any thoughts on this? Well, it's a, it's a looks, I mean, it looks very rare, obviously, right? So, I mean, a rare board ape like mine would fetch a higher premium than the floor. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, but I mean, either this actually reinforces how much my ape is worth. I'm thinking, what, 100 ETH? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is exciting for sure. Uh, sh uh, some sad news. We had a artist Vera Molnar pass away yesterday. Um, the only rip uh to vera molnar what was interesting was uh people rip. then went to uh rest in peace uh vera molnar do you usually say rip or do you say r.i.p r.i.p um anyways <laughs> i don't want to talk about this too much but the the you, reason said it, you said rip to vera 
<laughs> All right, we're not doing this right now. Respectful way of presenting it. That's like what you say to somebody when they get roasted, not when they actually. <laughs> we're not doing this right now. We're not, let's. All right. Um, Jesus. Last story. Uh, Ordinal inscription number eight sold for ten point six Bitcoin yesterday, wow. which is four hundred and sixty thousand uh, dollars. That's crazy absolute madness of a trade here we'll see how that ages uh and uh, we had senator elizabeth warren on cnbc yesterday said that there's a new threat out there and it's crypto ladies and gentlemen Dude, watch out right now is fucking elizabeth warren and uh, jp morgan i saw someone tweet about their uh, chase account being shut down Dude, that happens all the time chase uh has been known for shutting down uh specific accounts in in the space Look, if you're running a crypto business, you need to have multiple banks. I, I'm, we're going to add, we got to add a third bank account here is my, uh, is what I think would probably be a reasonable move. Um, I'm going to set this up, but uh, uh, we have two checking accounts at the moment. And I think we should definitely have a third. Um, th th I just don't understand uh, this drumbeat that she, that she's having. Like, it, it's just, it, it's so ridiculous. I actually used to respect her. There was a moment in time where I thought she's she's a political wonk. She's good with stats. And she used to come from that perspective. And that's when I was interested because I was like, you're talking about things that are practical. You're giving me numbers and data, which actually explains what's going on. Now she switched to this just like ridiculous position where it's not being backed by numbers and data. It's being backed by an agenda. And that's something that I don't completely understand. Uh, everyone's like, that's when you want to buy low. Um, and I, I just, some, at some point it just became, it, it I, I don't understand it. it. It doesn't make any, any, uh, sense. Um, so it says Nick would respect dumbass Elizabeth Warren. Like if you live in DC the, 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 for a period of time, there's different, two different types of categories. And you see it on Twitter. There's people that just have political agendas essentially, and like opinions and hot takes. I don't give a shit. I, I don't care what your political hot take is. The reality is, is there's just objective shit that we all can universally agree on. We all want to be able to make money. We all want to be able to buy a, buy a house or have property or feel like we're not being squeezed out of like fucking being able to afford a decent living, despite the fact that we're working 80 hours a week. Like, I, I think those, th those sorts of things seem like reasonable stuff. It, we, we're not, you know, big on... Like sometimes you see how much money we spend on just fucking war. Anyways, we don't need to talk about this shit. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Fuck Elizabeth Warren at this point. Let, let's talk about yeah. cartoon penguins uh, in just a second. Last story, uh, Phantom announced that their cross-chain swapper has officially brought in over $5 million in liquidity to Solana. So shout out to Phantom, a partner of ours. Uh, go download. If you're, if you're still not in, in Solana, according to Nick, it's still not too late. You can go download your Phantom wallet at phantom.gg and import your ETH wallet super easily and also move your uh, ETH to Solana in just a couple quick steps. I saw Lupify tweeting about that this morning. So uh, that was very interesting to see on Twitter. But first story of the day that I want to run by you guys is the Pudgy Penguins uh, kind of token speculation, token mania. We don't have to talk about this too much, but it was well, just absurd. To see uh, their that pump over yesterday, at, it was a thirty percent pump to over eleven ETH. Experience went up hundred percent, dude. It's the same thing. It's uh, NFTs. No one says it, but NFTs 
are uh, essentially a intermediate and extended token drop. That that's all that NFTs are. Board Ape Yacht Club proved that, but rather than doing IDOs, they instead launched other collections to the holders of the of the first uh, of the first collection, Board Apes, and the result was a lot of people made a bunch of money. And then eventually there was a token drop. We all got ApeCoin. So I think like the it the the cycle for NFTs is literally that, and and it's just an extended uh, IDO is uh, is what it's become at this point in time. So if you want to go and get in on, think that there's an NFT that's going to pump, look for the one that has the token rumor. Pudgy penguins will drop a token, mark my words, but it's not coming soon. What they're going to do is they're going to do a round of funding using using a SAFT agreement. Is my is my assumption for those that don't know that's a uh what actually what is SAFT uh, for future token uh, secure what it, I forget what the first two securities agreement for future token or something like that um it, so simple yeah. agreement for future token agreement there you go so uh the the bottom line is it's actually a, a great way for crypto companies to raise funding without issuing any equity. And in the crypto space, a lot of venture funds are willing to invest using SAFT agreements. Um, we raised using a safe agreement. Uh, but if you want to raise more money, you can get a SAFT agreement. And essentially what you're promising to the investors is that there is going to be a future token drop. What I believe occurs in that situation is that the, if there is a liquidation of the business prior to that, the investors who invested in it get uh, a piece of that cash. So it is borderline and equivalent uh it's it's equity on less token um is the way that i sort of view that so yeah got it got it so you feel the only other thing i saw yesterday was that people were were basically saying that right now it makes literally zero sense for them to drop a token right now because of the risk that could come with it for their business uh, do you have any thoughts on that sorry can you ask that once more because i saw this comment where someone asked how much soul is the correct amount to have well, as a quantity well, we could talk about it after after this. No, no, no. Ask the question. Uh, do you feel like dropping a token or getting involved in the token game right now, given the current SEC kind of framework for doing something like this? Is that not just a huge risk for Pudgy As Penguin a right now? business owner, maybe, but a SAFT agreement is not a token. It's literally a promise of one, and you haven't issued a token, and you haven't promised it to anyone else. And so I just think like, but the next announcement they'll come out with outside of product announcements will be like another fundraise. They're spending a lot of money right now. And yeah. where, where I look at like the products that they're releasing to market, the products cost money. The margin is near zero. They may even be losing money on some of those products. The products that they aren't losing money on are the ones that the, the limited run drops, because my understanding is that they're producing a lot of those directly in-house, um, which is where you want to be when it comes to a toy company. Super Plastic uh, manufactures all their stuff in-house. But uh, I... Yeah, there is some inherent risk associated with it. Look, it's ultimately these law firms are the ones setting these these structures up, and I would bet that anyone that um, Pudgy Penguins is raising capital from, anyone that invests in a SAFT is networked into the people that can actually facilitate a token drop. Okay. Uh, last thing I will say, and, and this is just price action related, is if this SAFT happens. Right. And basically the insiders or the people that are able to invest in it, the news is going to come out eventually. Right. So won't the X, 
it's it's less about the actual token coming or the token actually happening. It's more about the news of the future token. So a SAFT agreement and anything like that actually happening would be bullish for the price action. Well, of, of you would never see they wouldn't announce a SAFT agreement. That's 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 I'm telling you behind the scenes how that Got goes it. down. They would never they would never state that. All I'm saying is this will be utilized to raise more capital and an upcoming token is a strong incentive for investors to get involved. Very strong, given the fact that Pudgy has a brand in this space, it means that that token is going to do decently well. Even ApeCoin, which is not like crushing it, although I bought more ApeCoin uh, not uh, like a month or two ago. Um, ApeCoin has, I think, over a billion dollar market cap. So if you're guaranteed that the thing is going to be a few billion dollars and you're able to buy 10% of it for way less with a with a couple year lockup, you're going to you're going to get involved. And that's a very fast way to raise capital. So my expectation is that uh, they're going to close a round of funding within the next um, couple few months. And honestly, the fundraising space, I didn't want to raise funding before. But what I'm looking at with the market activity right now. You got to consider it. Like, there's got to be some consideration. What are you going to say, Bunny? Nick, my son has four plushies, well, two plushies and two toys. Do you think he'll get aloe for the token drop? Uh, Sorry. Oh, allocation. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it phrased that way. That's what the cool uh, kids are calling it. Uh, dude, I don't think I don't think he will. Okay. Uh, did you guys see? So. The there were three Fidenzas that were floored yesterday to buy pudgy penguins. Dude, I'm that, on the ape token, by the way. It's looking like dude, that, that just dominated. That was an obvious buy. Um what I wanted to say was that that Fidenza buy yesterday reminded me of when someone floored a Fidenza to buy a mutant hound collar eleven I, months ago. This is a little bit safer, right? Like let's I feel like we all knew that that was a bad trade, but when he when he sold the Fidenza for the mutant hound, like if there's a token drop, this will probably be a profitable trade for him, right? <laughs> that's, that's actually crazy. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, hold on. That, oh no! Then he bought that other. That's so crazy. Yeah. So they they sold that and then they bought the mutant. Literally eighty ETH for eighty ETH. Fidenzas just get well, floored. He, he made point three ETH. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Or yeah, he had 0.3 just yeah. saved Not up. Kind of Great game. Yeah. And that wallet literally hasn't been active since that. Uh they transferred that mutant <laughs> hound collar to someone else and then they <laughs> haven't literally right. done anything since. Not saying this is a, a the similar thing. Pudgy penguins are obviously in a better position than in mutant hound collars, uh, but it, it it did remind me of that. Um Nick, I want to talk Solana NFTs because this is uh from my experience, what I thought was interesting about it. We first started in covering it on the weather report consistently about a month ago. And back then NFTs Solana Solana NFT volume was 10% of Ethereum's right now. Yesterday it was 50% of Ethereum's NFT volume. Is there a world to you in 2024 where Solana NFT volume flipped? Yesterday it was more than 50%. I'm just giving an estimate. It was like 80%. Yeah, dude. It, it, it's it, And you're asking, is there a world in which it flips it? Yes. What What's happening right now is, uh, and Bunny is skeptical. Here's the reality. Dude, if you go use Solana and you trade on Solana, you wonder what the hell you've been doing on Ethereum. That's just the practical reality of using Solana. 
It's so easy. It's instantaneous. There's borderline no gas fees. You can send money. You can send NFTs. You want to send an NFT to another wallet on ETH? It's 15 bucks. Yeah, but no, no gas fees is why you have people dumping for 50 cent profits, right? Because like there is no risk. Like there's no penalty for just listing and delisting your NFT. That said, Blur has created more liquidity on ETH. So I think it actually is relatively comparable at this point. I was looking, so I valued my NFT portfolio on Wednesday night. I think I got it up to like $250,000 is, is what I have in NFTs, which feels a little bit ridiculous, especially because a large portion of them are uh, ETH NFTs, uh, RIP. That's how you say it, by the way, Clemente, not RIP. And, uh, I, but yeah, I, Look, there's so many people that are aping in right now into uh, Salon NFTs. And again, it's narrative. It, uh, uh, that said, I don't think ETH is going anywhere. I still have, like, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not like Solana just overtakes ETH and ETH is dead. That's not what I, my viewpoint is. I still think there's a lot of issues with Solana. Like, Solana is a development environment. Still kind of sucks. Like it's not easy to go and just like uh, build on Solana. I've done. I've spent time reading the documentation, doing all this other stuff. It's not easy. Ethereum is way easier, and it makes a lot more sense. Um, there's a lot of other issues that that exist there as well. The transaction volume is another example that people use on Solana. Well, it can do way more transactions. What people don't understand is also that a lot of Solana transactions involve 15 subtransactions. So to move things around, it's because they're all subcomputations that are happening. But it's way more like a global, it's like a global CPU. So like when you do something on your computer, when you do a click on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, like on your screen, there's so many instructions that have happened within the computer in order to make that click happen that, uh, that, but you don't see all of that. But the CPU processed, you know, hundreds of operations just for that click to take place. That's how Solana exists. So it it the the numbers there are a little bit inflated. That said, think the experience is just uh, a, a thousand times better as a consumer. And so I just I just think, is there a chance that it flips ETH? Yeah, at some point. I don't think ETH is gone. I would still hold on to different ETH stuff. And I like trading counter narrative stuff as well. So, yeah. It's it's hard for me right now to buy a lot of these Solana NFTs, given the fact that, A, I bought Solana at like, I think my average purchase price is around 50 bucks, maybe a little bit less. And a lot of these On NFTs- Solana, your average purchase price? Yeah. yeah. Rip. God, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to mute you for a second. Um, my yeah, so I bought Solana at 45, 50 bucks each, and Solana NFTs basically just pumped. Most of them have pumped two, three hundred percent, if not more, just in an ungodly pump. So it's hard for me to like mentally put my ego aside and and like try to make plays here. What I will say is in Solana NFTs, it feels like there is less quality collections, less of a quality supply that I can buy into, right? Like there's 10 or 15 versus on ETH it's hard for me to pick something. There's gaming, there's like strictly collectibles, there's token, like, and then there's art. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the hell to buy. But every time I make a transaction, I end up risking more because I'm, I'm spending $30 on transaction fees. So it, it, uh, yeah, there's a limit. Well, I wouldn't say there's less collections, but there's less legit collections yeah. on Solana. 
And so it does benefit projects like Bodagos. Like, like we're here every day. And I think that that's something that people end up seeing. So there's visibility. It It is significantly benefited, benefited Mad Lads. Mad Lads is heavily invested on the Solana side of things. So that's uh, doing incredibly well. I saw D Farmer, uh, who is a ETH NFT trading wizard, basically, uh, talk about, and huge ape holder, talk about what it's like uh, using Tensor Marketplace on Solana. And the reality is, it's way easier to move in and out of these different positions. And it's just a better experience. And when, when some of these people end up going over there and utilizing these pr products and platforms, they they end up becoming what what you're buying is step back the argument that michael saylor has about uh bitcoin is network effects is one of the biggest uh impacts of why um bitcoin is so powerful it's because you can and the and the network effect that they refer to is simply the fact that you can send money instantaneously to anybody else to another wallet address and it pulls them into the network and there's a separate network effect which is social media to me, the experience on Solana, when people move over there, that is a, and it brings another form of network effect, which is just social proof and people talking about the experience where they say, what the hell have I been doing? And I've seen, that's the comment that I've seen from so many ETH people over the past 24 hours, literally in my timeline, is people saying, holy shit, this experience is way better. And uh, so they're going over there and they're and they're using it. And I think like, from that standpoint, if you have the more people that come into the network, the more valuable it becomes. And I think that's what we're seeing with uh, with Solana NFTs is the exact same thing. When ETH people buy Solana NFTs, it makes more ETH people want to buy Solana NFTs. Yeah. And and that that's effectively what's happening. It's why Solana NFTs are pumping in addition to Solana pumping it's insane. The Mad Lads pump is insane. The Tensorians pump is insane. That's um, like life changing. That's a. I mean, not, I'm exaggerating, but that's like an insane trade. When you look at Nick, I was thinking about this last night, and and Bunny, like we thirty seven hundred, and now have twenty seven thousand dollars or something like that on Mad Lads. Whoa, rich, rich Nick McJenkins. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking through like, cause Bunny and I were, were talking about ideas for an end of year show we were talking about. And I was thinking like, what have been the highlights on ETH, right? We had checks, we had grapes, Sproto. um, Sproto gremlins, and those were huge pumps, but those were only a 10 X, right? Because in, in USD, because ETH has basically gone up 50% or so during that time. So you get a, possibly a gain on USD, but what you've seen on Mad Lads and Tensorians has been just absolutely absurd in such a shorter time span. So it's it's been really wild to see that. But for me, I'm trying to think like how many more people are we actually going to convert right now from ETH to Solana? And is there going to be a stop at some point? Right? How many more unique wallets have been like no. to me right now? It needs to be ETH people. We need to onboard more people. We need to get old wallets to start trading NFTs again. Go ahead, How man. many chairs you got, Clemente? God damn it. Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> We're going to say that it. After Gito yesterday, I immediately had a friend move like 200 soul uh, and start staking on Mar Margin Fi. Like, oh, wow. And he just, so he's only used, I think his first NFT was a Bodago on Solana. 
So he just started using Phantom. And he's like, it's way he's like, dude, I've spent hundreds of dollars listing rugs, right? Like, <laughs> and then they go to zero. And he's like, everything's free. He's like, it's great. Dude, that is a legit. When I look at how I I wonder if I can look up there is a gas calculator on a wallet per wallet basis. Uh wallet gas calculator and uh fees.wtf. So you can look at how much money uh you've spent on gas. And I think that's really uh the the key thing um to think about is how much dude, I remember there was a situation last year where there was there was a thought that some contract had been exploited and it was a wallet drainer and that everyone had connected to it through OpenSea or something. Mm. And so people like were panicking. This is like a year and a half ago or two years ago. And uh, basically I, that night, I, was, I remember sitting at a restaurant with my laptop trading. I'm like at a dinner with people and I'm like, I got to move all my NFTs over to a different wallet basically. So I start moving all so, all my stuff into uh, a different wallet because it wasn't on Ledger. I had a bunch of stuff in my hot wallet. And I think I spent like hundreds of dollars at that moment as an insurance fee, essentially, to make sure that I wasn't hacked was, was what happened. But also panicking is the worst thing to do during those sorts of moments. That's when you get drained. Um, but yeah, the whole situation, uh, I, I think, is um, pretty absurd. Uh, as it applies to um, gas on Ethereum, I realize people say it's a uh, it's a feature. So I've spent 18 ETH on gas. Rick Starr has spent 14 ETH as well, uh, just on that wallet. That's madness. And yeah, last night, like I was sending some NFTs to thousand dollars. It's so much money. It, it, it's just to me it doesn't make sense and and i've been tweeting about this a little bit myself and the only excuse people can tell me is like it's a a it's like it's a premium chain and b it's like when you're making so much money on eth in the next bull run these hundred dollar two hundred dollar gas fees won't do anything uh i don't, it's just it's hard for me to to justify still owning eth after having such a negative user experience with it that's uh, right though, because in the bull run, I wouldn't even check how much gas cost, dude. I was like, just send that thing. Right. Like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I made a lot of money in the process of that. So someone said that's the premium you pay for the gains ETH can give. Valid. Uh, but I didn't it, get those. What the hell is that, dude? And a lot of I was lost <laughs> money, and I have people that text me their NFT bags ain't looking so swell right now. They bought some of my smaller ones because they didn't want to. They didn't want to invest in the uh in the bigger stuff there was solana but what you missed at that run was the network effect and that's why i think that's so undervalued is the narrative and the network effect can make uh, yeah. make a market move in such a significant way eth was the network effect last last year there were a bunch of people who came in and saw crypto punks pumping they saw the art space pumping before that and eth became the narrative ETH NFTs were the narrative last last cycle. I don't know if Solana NFTs are going to continue to be the narrative, but I see a lot of people that are fading the narrative and fading the momentum. Basically, you can't do it. Yeah, don't fade the trade. It just doesn't make sense. So I didn't live through. I didn't get into NFTs during that early cycle. Nick, you did, and you saw these kind of just absurd pumps 
I didn't see that nearly as much. I got in October, 2021. Uh, so I missed out that, that early run. How does, do you feel, uh, similarities between what we're seeing right now in this Solana NFT run versus what you saw in early 2021? Yes, but it's different. So it's, it's, I want to reinforce what I just said for one, from one single standpoint, which is when I got into NFTs in a significant way last year, or sorry, 2021, and uh, wanted to, beginning of 2021, and wanted to understand what was going on, there, were, there was a limited group of people that you could look to that were authorities in this space. And, I, and so my approach was, I'm going to start a podcast on this. I'm going to have a blog on this. And, and that, that was the approach. And I'm going to turn those people into mentors. Who were the people you could turn to at that moment in time? CryptoPunks. CryptoPunks were the authority at that point in time on that space. So a lot of us looked up to it uh, or look, looked up to that community. And the CryptoPunks Discord was where a lot of the pumps began uh, on NFTs at that point in time. They had the experience, they had the knowledge, and they, they, they were sort of dictating culture at that moment in time. What's well, happened? They had, they had the pump juice, right? Like, what's that? Had the pump juice, like yeah, you got to be able to pump it, and that's like yeah. aside they, from they capital too, but yeah, yep, they also had a lot of ETH, and and so that was something that was was a, a big thing as well. So I like I, I I love that perspective as well, and and then what happened is we onboarded a lot more people into NFTs. Like there's a lot of us that are in here, relatively speaking, in the grand scheme, there's not a lot of us. There's call it, I mean, the number of traders yesterday on Solana was a little over 10,000. Like, this is a nothing burger in terms of the entire market. Um, but what's happened is, is the narrative has shifted and there's more people that have experience on other chains. I remember last, uh, last pump, Vivi was like a big thing that everyone was talking about. And I, like on YouTube, if you're looking at it, Tw crypto Twitter, that was not part of the narrative at all. And so if you wanted to make all the gains, the gains were to be made uh, on ETH. Like everyone else got VV token was all that they ended up getting and they couldn't uh, withdraw it. And I still don't think you can withdraw it, uh, which is hilarious because that was just a bullshit narrative. So it, people are going where people get rich. That, that and, and right now, a lot of the ETH people have placed bets on Solana that are making bags right now, and that you can be damn sure that they're going to tweet about it, and they're 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 tweeting about the narrative. So do not fight the narrative. That's the biggest thing that's happening right now, and and uh, uh, momentum and narrative shift. Um, and they and and it's hard to to like escape velocity. You can't fight that. It just happens. Like and 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 that's that's called virality. And social media is the platform on where that uh, where that occurs. And my feed, I mean, it it I it's biased now because I follow a bunch of uh, Bodagos, and all the Bodagos buyers obviously have already dipped into Solana. But I'm seeing more and more ETH people that are posting about Solana, and so I I just wouldn't fight that narrative. It doesn't mean you should sell your ETH bags. Uh, I, I like. I think right now moving bags is the worst thing to do. It's add to if mm. as you make money, continue to invest in the things that you have conviction in, but moving in and out of all these positions, you're going to get chopped basically. That well, that's a great great perspective. Uh first off, 
how do you identify whether, because for me and a lot of people that I've seen is like, they tweet Solana, they tweet all these things and, and everyone goes, oh, that's the top. Oh, that's the top. Versus going in and what you're saying, kind of going with the flow there and following the narrative. How do you identify the, the top signal versus uh, that following this early narrative that we're seeing right now? Dude, we're nowhere near a top. And if anything, there may be a pullback at some point in time. There hasn't been. It's been shocking to all of us, basically. And what's been happening is all of the people who have been getting short have been getting liquidated. So you're seeing these gnarly pumps take place. And I'm using gnarly. Shout out to Pia. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, you're seeing these huge pumps that are taking place because of those short liquidations. So I, I don't know when a pullback happens, if a pullback happens. This sort of action that we're seeing, though, it's hard to buy a green straight up candle, though. Like, dude, Tensorians going up 100% in a day. It's hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to buy Tensorians here. Um, but it, it, it's right now we're just seeing liquidations happen, short liquidations happening and, and them having to cover. So I, I dude, I, it's too talking about the top doesn't matter. I'm down to talk about the strategy. I know the prices that I'm going for, and I'm way more comfy. I'm not comfy enough because I feel like, look, here's my goal. My goal on this, like my my target on this run is five million dollars. Like, how do I get to five million dollars? And uh, in, in my, crypto net worth, I want my net worth to be five million dollars. But technically, my net worth is high if you include my company stock in. in but like, I don't know if that's like, that, that's e completely e-liquid. So excluding all of my he heavily e-liquid stuff, I would like a, uh, a liquid net worth of uh, $5 million by the end of this run. And so I'm trying to figure out what is the path that gets you there. And, and the reality is for me, I need a 10x, like uh, is, is what I'm looking at. That, that's where I need to be. So... <laughs> If I can, if I can pull that off, that that'd be great. I don't know that I'll end up getting there, but the uh, so if you're starting, if I was at thirty thousand, which is what I invested last cycle, and that got up to a million bucks, well, that's an insane thing. You're getting a thirty x is what you're getting on on that standpoint. And I see a lot of other people that enter the market, and they say, well, my lifetime goal is five million dollars or ten million dollars. And they're investing and they only have 5,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and I talk with people like that all the time. Dude, the average person doesn't have more than $50,000 like sitting around. Like the, the, they just don't. And I think the average person has technically close to zero. In the US, it's the, the, the average lives paycheck to paycheck. So you don't have a ton of money at that point. So what you see and what in, uh, gets um, a heavy portion of the timeline is the people that go from a thousand to two million. And so you see people that did that with Pepe. You see the airdrops that happen. You see some of these other trades. You see bonk. So you see a lot of those different things happen. Those are all possibilities. Um, and if you have sub, <clears throat> sub 10,000, you got to be playing with the risky strategy because your 5X, you have, if you have uh, $5,000 invested, you make 5X, you're going to 25K. You're better off working a job and investing in a 401k for the well, entire bull run. Yeah. And, and I mean, just a quick update. We were talking about Gito earlier. It's literally up 
is just smashing new highs right now. Uh, so that's something to keep track of today. Uh, but Nick, on, on what you were saying, I recently, on like adding to positions, I recently added, or I sold a large portion of Microsoft stock that I owned because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, for the next... Uh, what? Tell oh. me if that's crazy. Tell me if that's crazy. I own... Crazy, dude, Microsoft is one that you're like, are you kidding me? Genius, dude. Put it into a shit coin. What are we talking about here? <laughs> so I sold, I sold, I think I had like... Uh, 13,000 in Microsoft and I sold 6k or something. I just bought Solana with it. And because I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, dude. Okay, well, well, from your standpoint, sorry, is this in your own personal brokerage account? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not like opposed to you yeeting yeeting some stuff in your personal brokerage account. It is, it is a play. And again, you're you trying to keep in mind, I'm 24 years old. Like my risk tolerance is. To me, I was like, what, what is Microsoft going to do in the next 18 months? It's a smart play. Microsoft, I'm just holding. For me, the biggest thing is how does like my Roth IRA, how do I invest that to crypto exposure? Because right now I have like one, uh, there's one IRA account with like a hundred grand. And I'm like, could I 5X that? Like what, like what could I get if I bought Coinbase stock or something like that? Well, I outperformed the market. And uh I think Coinbase stock is is would is uh, partially the move there, um, but regardless, it, it, you could even buy MicroStrategy if you wanted. I think both of those things are going to uh, boom with the uh, bull market. Coinbase may be the best one. Um, now I'm just getting smacked for selling Microsoft. <laughs> People are like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, Microsoft is good. Just like, do, yeah, I mean. If you have like a, a Roth IRA or something like that, do you invest in a Roth? I just have a, a 401k. I don't know. Okay. Don't I so here you're, you're making a complete mistake. Basically you should be putting a bunch into a Roth because you're young enough. And if you're, uh, you're, if you're sub a certain salary, you can do it. If you're over a certain salary, you can do a backdoor Roth. That stuff gains full tax free and exits full tax free. Got so, it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Your 401k, you get taxed on the uh, on the exit. So so you get a tax deferred, but uh, tax-free is huge, dude. So you should be putting it into a Roth IRA. Take that money, put it into a Roth IRA and buy Coinbase stock. Would be a would be a potentially better uh be be a potentially mm. better move because you're not going to be taxed on that. That said, uh yeah, so that, that that's your better thing, dude. Accumulating your Roth IRA at your age is is straight up the best thing you can be doing. Got it. Uh, Blake said, Bunny got excited when he heard a backdoor. Um, I love a good backdoor Roth, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, There's also something called a mega backdoor Roth, which... Uh, <laughs> which Do you have to be making that one up? <laughs> no, I swear to God, look at mega backdoor Roth. It's $45,000 is the cap you can put into this uh, this year. But the situation is you need to have, it needs to partner with your 401k in order to roll this in. It's very complicated. You can end up getting taxed is what all the articles say. I called up Schwab and I was like, yo, let me get a backdoor Roth. And they were like, okay, cool. It, it, that was, it was just end of story. Like you can just call Schwab on, on the phone and they'll just set it up and they'll file the uh, document that you need in order to make sure you have it set up. And now you're getting just tax-free gains so that's that's your best thing um but yeah 
Dude, and all the people that have sub, like, here's the, the my last thing on this, and I, I'm I want to go to I'm done to switch subjects, but or we're almost done. Here, here's the last thing on this. If you have sub ten thousand dollars, and you're spending all of your time grinding out to make five hundred dollars, you may you're probably making a stupid life decision. There is a chance that you go and get like a Pepe or something like that. And if you have free time, when you come home from work, spend all of your time focused on trying to get those airdrops and, and, and do that grind and you can make a ton of money. But the number one way that you're going to make a ton of money in your life is not via that. And let me tell you, if you're someone that just made all their money via airdrop tokens, you're instantly going to sell it. No matter what anyone tells you, it, you're going to spend all of it on, you're going to get a baller fucking crib. You're going to get some nice clothes all of a sudden. You're going to, you, everyone, you're going to be looking flying fresh and you're going to have no retirement savings uh, uh, put aside after you end up uh, making that money. And you're going to go to three Michelin star uh, baller dinners as well. Cause I, trust me, when I made my first milli, that's all that I did. And then I spent it all. Uh, so that, that, that's what's going to happen. But if you're sub 15,000, call it. Put your put some money aside in Solana, but go hustle and build a business or something like that. That's your number one best way of building millions of dollars, hundred percent. That that's just your your number one best way of doing it. Grinding Solana, grinding airdrops with Dgens and trying to trade shit coins is basically going to you're going to waste years of your life. By and large, you're going to lose a bunch of money uh, on average because I'm going to take it from you. <laughs> so, because uh, I'm going to be selling. <laughs> well, this was helpful for me. I see Baltimore as well is like, hey, where do I learn more about this? Uh, Nick, where do you recommend people uh, if they're if they're like, hey, I need to have a conversation. I also want to bring Ram on as well because we had a conversation about the tax deferred and tax uh, tax strategies with with all these things. Look, tax tax strategies work way better if you're a higher net worth. There's a great uh, a great book, and what I recommend you check out, one of my favorite, uh, uh, Ramit Sethi, a guy I know from uh, San Francisco, although I think he moved since then, uh, he, he has uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and it's a great book. And in that uh, book, he, he's one of the most practical people. Now, he doesn't talk about crypto, and I disagree with him when it comes to that. I think you can make a ton of money in crypto, and you should have money allocated to crypto. It's It's a... Uh, the, the, the percent, and that's what this show is all about, frankly, is making money mostly in that category. That's the best way that you can, you can, uh, if you have cash that's sitting to the side, your best thing to do is not go and spend money on extravagant dinners, put that money into Solana, put that money into some of these high, into Bitcoin, put it into Ethereum and, and do that, but make sure you're also doing tax deferred and tax, uh, like tax strategies where you're not just getting wrecked on the capital gains tax after a year because mm -hmm. everyone ends up doing that sort that sort of thing. So I will teach you to be rich is a great thing. He's very conservative with his strategy. So bear that in mind. He talks about index funds. I'm, uh, if you listen to Michael Saylor, he talks about Bitcoin and how uh, you're going to out inflate. I've been doing some numbers on this and I want to uh, actually come back on the show and talk about Michael Saylor's actual quantify his thesis. Uh, against the 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 S and P and what your position actually would be on various target prices of Bitcoin, but um, 
I, I, I don't think that I, I disagree with a lot of, um, and Blake says, uh, talks about Dave Ramsey. He, he has a lot of conservative approaches to it as well. The first thing you have to do is, is stop being unreasonable with your money because that's literally, I am someone who was awful with money up until 40, dude, I'm 41 now. So put that, th like, put that in. You're not, I'm aping all that shit into NFTs theoretically, and it paid off. But I've been so ridiculous with capital and it's blowing it on stupid shit, basically, for a long portion of my life. Dude, you, uh, that's the worst thing you can do. And if you have that pattern, it doesn't matter how much money you make with airdrops, you're going to treat it like free money and you're going to spend it all. And and that's inevitably you're gonna have a good time. Don't get me wrong. Like you're gonna go on vacations. You're I'm gonna like go last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like life does get good when you're having the more. And I don't regret a single thing. Like the vast majority of stuff that I that I did during the time when I sold a business, had over a million dollars in cash, and I'm just fucking. I'm waking up and flying to Mexico two hours later. That was like what was going through my mind. That was stupid. It was just it like. There was no plan. I wasted money. I was I was disappointed by the experience. There was all sorts of stupid shit that I was doing at that point in time. You you will spend all that money. And I've heard this story over and over. The founder of Zynga, uh, I had a call with him, Mark Pincus, and uh, we were chatting because uh, I had written an article about it. His PR person reached out to me, and he he had said he had built this network back in the day during the 90s, a, a startup that IPO'd, made a bunch of fucking money, burned all of it. He lost all the money. We were having this conversation on the phone about it. And then he ended up making Zynga, and now he's a billionaire. Um, he also invested in Facebook like early on um, because he had built an early social network, But uh, that, which is why, again, entrepreneurship is your best path to actually make significant amounts of capital. But... Uh, Everybody does the same thing, and it does not matter how many people tell you the story. When you're young, you're still going to make the same mistake. You're going to do it. You're just going to spend the money because it feels so good. You you get high. You get on your ego. You get that confidence going. You got some swagger. Dude, like uh, whoever you're attracted to is paying you more attention. You know, like th there's a lot of things to justify all these things. So um, anyways. That's the, uh, the, the, the bottom line there. So that little rant. No, that was great. That was great. Thank you, Nick. And, um, that's our show. I mean, we went on a little tangent there, but I, I really enjoyed it. I was taking notes, uh, if you were seeing that. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. Throw it in a Roth, dude. Get throw seven K in a Roth. a Roth. Dude, if you have the seven K in a brokerage account right now, just take it and put it in a Roth, dude. Like, because yeah. you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're about to get taxed on it. You, if you don't have a Roth and you have a brokerage account and you make less than, I think, $100,000 or maybe it's gone up to $130,000 a year, set up the fucking Roth IRA. Dude, that's that's the number one thing you can do and maximize the shit out of your, out of your Roth IRA. If you can do a backdoor Roth because you happen to have an extra capital lying around and you make oh, over yeah. the amount, set up the fucking backdoor Roth and go invest via that. Like, this, I, I'm, I've just saved you a fuck ton of money basically like yeah that. <laughs> i mean we, we could talk about this in another episode but basically what like i made a, a good chunk of money in college and just literally had no idea what to do with it and because no one had ever taught me it like how to manage money Nobody and all teaches any of this shit it's actually one of the craziest things about america and you know why clemente 
Guess why? Why? Just take a guess. Take a gander. Dude, I have why? want you to stay broke, dude. How do you, how, I, the, the, you want to know how to make my, this, I'm going to continue this rant for two more seconds just to give you some perspective. The last company that I worked at uh, was called Daily Pay. Daily Pay is a phenomenal business. Uh, we were make. I can't, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about, but the bottom line is what they had set it set up was in, in, uh, in America, uh, basically the majority of people live paycheck to paycheck. That includes people making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Their bank account goes to basically zero every single cycle, every paycheck cycle, over 50% of America. And it's maybe potentially higher than 70%. That's fucking bonkers, dude. So everyone's going broke every single two, every two weeks, basically. So what we set up was an app that enabled uh, employees at this company, at any company, to essentially get an advance on their paycheck. Think payday lending, essentially, but integrated into the payroll provider. And I had all the data. I set up all the analytics. I would look at all of the things associated with this. And uh, uh, the the um, th like the bottom line is. Um, I ended up seeing so many fucking broke people, dude, making awful financial decisions, but we made millions and millions of dollars. We, and I saw the ability for us to generate insane amounts of capital. And how are we making that capital on the backs of poor people? And, 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 and what happened was the companies that were working, and I don't want to name the, the vendors there because I think it's a, a bunch of bullshit. I still own co uh, uh, cash a stock in this company because I feel that what they're doing is an intermediary solution that is needed for a lot of people who are broke. But the employer did not want to increase the fucking salary of those people. And I'm talking about the biggest companies in America that, that do not want to pay more than $7 per hour to their employees. The people can't afford to live. They cannot afford to live. And that's the majority of America is in that position. So you want to understand why someone like Trump gets elected? Who I personally fucking hate, but you want to understand why someone like that gets elected is because people are broke. And so the job is to not inform you of this stuff so that you can't figure out a path to be financially independent. Because once you understand what's going on, that they're trying to sell you on the bullshit that they're selling you, that you're flexing out here, that flexing is cool. Who owns the fucking TV thing? The advertisers, man. So like they're trying to sell, they sell you what's cool and now we're doing it to each other. So we're the ones selling it to each other, but you know what's being cool is being fucking rich as fuck. That's cool as me and being able to pay for my bills. And so like the, the reality is nobody can afford to pay for their shit. And what do they have you focusing on, dude? They have you focusing on some war, some war going on in Israel. They have you focus in on some bullshit immigration situation, which is not bullshit. It's legitimate. I'm not saying it's nonsense, but the problem is not that like someone's coming in and just stealing your jobs. It's the employers don't want to pay you shit. And the, and the other thing is there's unsustainable elements of our, of our economy. So anyways, the bottom line is uh, I, I continued with that rant, but I saw it with my own eyes. And when you, what we are so fucking privileged and, and people don't, I, I don't think people understand how privileged we actually, we actually are. And what you have the opportunity right now to do is invest that in something where you're part of the most influential network. If you have money in your bank and you're, and you're able to make it more than one paycheck, you're in elite, like you're, you're already like in a phenomenal position.
and, 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 and like be grateful for that. And if you can take any of that capital, invest that into a part, everyone wants to be like you. The poor people want are aspiring to be in the position that you're in. And, and so you have the ability to make smart decisions and, and do that for a few years. You can transform your life. And, and, so, and so that's like, that's the, um, that's the situation. Uh, they don't want to go fix healthcare. They don't want you to go into a fucking emergency. They want you to go into an emergency room and pay your whole paycheck and the next 10. So, so how the fuck does that make sense? But we're talking about some like the, the Israeli war. I, 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 I like, look, don't get me wrong. Terrorism is a fucking situation. The war that's going on there is fucking awful. It's painful to see people die, but dude, <laughs> we're dying. We can't afford this shit and people, and, and they're trying to keep you blind. And, and, and Elizabeth Warren is out there trying to protect the fucking contingency, the cohort of people that have their grips on America. We see through it. It's complete bullshit. So this is our opportunity and that's where we're at. And what am I focused on? I'm focused on crypto. I'm focused on entrepreneurship. Those are the two things that I'm personally focused on because I think it's my best chance of making it out of the fucking rat race that, that, that exists. And, and, and I'm willing to work my ass off to make that happen. So, so that, that, that's where we're at at, the, at this point in time. But anyways. Uh, oh, that, yeah. was, that was great. Uh, P.O. Uh, requested to come on stage. It's an all-time rant right there. Uh, you know, this is why you have to use the sauna and the cold plunge, and, and you have to eat real food. Uh, Nick left that part out. It was an all-time rant. Want to shout out Jasim dropping um, drop the fire uh, Bodago's video that he just dropped. I don't know if Clemente pinned that to the top, but Jasim made a really cool Bodago's video. Also, a very notable NFT whale just DM me asking if he if I know Wait, anybody. Dude, 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 dude. I, I just spoke over that. You, you don't need to discuss these private things. Dude. He loves leaking stuff, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he, my, Miami P.O. is just insane. At this point in time, dude. Like, holy shit. Yo, and if, if you're a picky eater in the audience, right? Let's let's say you're a picky eater. That's not a thing. You biologically evolved to eat the food on the earth. So if you're like, I don't like oysters or I don't like, sh you know, octopus, it's not a thing. Just eat the octopus. Um, dude. So <laughs> I'm glad Pio could come on to to wrap that up. Thanks so much, Pio. No, he just left. He just left. Um, bow for your rant. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I'm going to pin that, that video up top, but Nick, I appreciate it. And, and last thing I will say on this before, just to wrap it up, uh, what you're saying was captured, I think very well by the recent Coinbase ad campaign. And it's I think speaking, that's it's speaking to that. Uh, I don't know how much it, it is abstract in terms of the way that they're, they're saying it, but I, I think it, everyone sees that. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, well, this was great. And, and it sounds like, I'm, I mean, I'm getting DMs comments from people that really enjoyed this. So we should do this more often. Um, but anyways, guys, I appreciate you all listening in. This was a, a great episode to end the week. Uh, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your day. We're going to be back on Monday. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.